the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. It is episode 43 of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. John Taylor here, joined at the stay-at-home flaming microphones by my good friend, a lady who has entertained audiences worldwide on the seven seas, rivers, estuaries, backyard pools, drainage ditches, and dry washes, the lovely and talented comedian Shan Carr. Hey, hello, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We also have the Sherpa of Gay Palm Springs at Gay Palm Springs, I'm sorry, at GayDesertGuide.com, the go-to source for information on entertainment, great eats, great drinks, good times, and good vibes. Your Gay Desert Guide, Brad Fur is here. Good morning, good morning. And we also have a man with the cool, clear eyes of a seeker of wisdom and truth, and yet there's that upturned chin and the grin of impetuous youth under that beard. <laughs> Journalist, editor-in-chief, and publisher of the Coachella Valley Independent, Jimmy Bogle. Hey, hey, hey the out. Oh, leave it, leave it up for a second, Jimmy. Just for a quick second. Oh, Thank you. All right, and finally, the doctor is in. Desert Sun Reader, call her the best doctor in the valley, a woman who rocks the PPE with swag and cuts through the crap of misinformation and fear for us every week on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. We welcome once again, Dr. Laura Rush. Good morning. I want to give a shout out to John. Those were amazing. You wrote those. Those are fun. What were you on when you wrote those? Ah, uh, coffee. Lots of coffee. Super good. Super Cheers. good. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my goodness. Nice so, hey, Laura, uh, what's morning. going on in your medical world today? Oh, my God. Just endless debunking of misinformation. It is exhausting. <laughs> what's at the top of the list? What same question do they just keep bringing? You know, it's, I was, I kept saying yesterday, I'm like, today's lecture is going to be on confirmation bias. <laughs> like it, why people are constantly looking to interpret every little bit of data that comes out that strengthens their own personal beliefs and whatever mm. it is that they want to believe. And it's been, I've been getting a ton of questions about those, those two doctors up in Bakersfield. Dr. Dan Erickson. I can't remember the other guy's name, too. The only reason I know remember Erickson's name is because he and I went to the same medical school together. Um, and we're, we're not exactly happy with him right now. These are the two that are sitting at the conference table, and they're in that YouTube that you had posted earlier, or actually talked earlier. Everybody, this, they, they've gone absolutely viral with their, um, their BS findings about COVID. Basically, they're, they're saying that, you know, based on their evidence, their data from their testing, um, that it's not that bad and that we should just, you know, get on with our lives and get back to business and start opening things up. And, I mean, all of their data is, is completely faulty. They don't even understand basic principles behind epidemiology. So even the organizing bodies that, that govern, like the American College of Emergency Medicine, American Academy of Emergency Medicine, um, have come out and to say, look, these guys are, are full of crap. And they have businesses to run. So they're basically saying, hey, let's everyone go back to work. This is not that bad based on, on what we're seeing. And that's really dangerous. And they're basing it on evidence that they're interpreting without really understanding how to do the statistics behind it. And the bottom line is these guys have businesses to run. They run urgent cares. And all oh. doctor visits are down right now. Yeah. You know, even I am. Yesterday, my schedule didn't fill. You know, but I work for a very large organization. 
and we're doing all you know virtual appointments we're doing all you know telephone and video appointments but we're not seeing patients and so all doctors are, are being hurt right now and they have a business to run so what a better way to jump up business and say look our data shows that it's not that bad everyone get back to work and start going and and, and doing the normal things the the problem with their data is they were basically saying look if we tested 5,000 people and we only had so many positive people and hardly anybody's dying from it, the death rate is not as bad as, as the rest of the world is saying. So they're interpreting their data based on the people that are actually going into their clinic and, and being tested and then extrapolating that data and saying this applies worldwide, which makes no sense. I could look at my data and say, look, I've tested 25 people and and I'm just like pulling numbers out, but I've tested, you know, if I yeah. roughly test 25 people and they've all come back negative, I, it's like me saying, hey, look, it's not even out there. It doesn't even exist. Everyone go back to work because that's my data. And it's a very small sample size, but it's incorrect. And they have gone viral. And when you do some deep digging behind these guys, they are very much um, have an agenda. You know, they've been making the rounds now on, on conservative media. Yeah. I think Fox News had them on. They're big Trump supporters. They're Kel Supreme's, right? They're big Trump supporters. Um, so, and, and they are reinforcing what a lot of the Trump supporters want to believe. Like, this is all hype, and it's not real, and it's not true, and this is part of some vast conspiracy. So, and I don't want to give these awful doctors another moment of our time, actually. What I'd like to ask is, there's a bunch of uh, uh, vaccines, a bunch of dogs lined up at the gate suddenly. I mean, way different than seven days ago when we did this. <clears throat> and remdesivir seems to be at the head of uh, Indeed. That. Can you tell us a little something about that? They had um, uh, some data that came out just yesterday afternoon around lunchtime basically saying it's, it's showing um, it's promising and they had a 30% reduction in, in fatality and disease progression and or an improvement in the disease versus a placebo so versus Good. no medication so it's that's very very promising so that's great for gilead which you know owns remdesivir um, and they're the prep people too yeah they do so the question is did they actually test remdesivir on women or only just men like the a number of the other gilead I, products uh no i don't i think it would be kind of globally they're testing it on everybody because it's a it's a it's a, an actual legitimate clinical study in the past, when they were putting remdesivir, what is the actual medical call for remdesivir before? It's an anti-nucleoside that has antiviral properties. So, Okay. okay. I knew that. <laughs> Which wow. Means, wah, 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 wah. That was sexy. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Arr, sexy. Right? <laughs> Anything else when we're running remdesivir? Is there a close second? Because it looked like there were 10. There's, there's a lot of medications out there right now. Um, they're looking at that. We're... The, the ones I've been keeping an eye on, that's the big one. Um, and I'm also being, I'm keeping a very close eye on um, vaccines. The Oxford uh, study? Yeah. And some good vaccines. Kaiser's actually working on a vaccine and they're kind of taking the lead on that up in San Francisco. Great. So wow. they've, they've got some promising work on a vaccine that they're, they're doing round two of injecting people with the vaccines and showing good promise there too. So loose talk that I've re read on the media that, you know, hopefully within six months, not the 18 months. Mm -hmm. so, Let's talk a little bit more about remdesivir. I want to make it clear that this isn't going to fix everything. 
the the uh, talk a little bit about um it, it was something that Dr. Fauci said yesterday. He kind of compared this to which upset a lot of people, but if you can you know calm down about it a little bit, that he compared this to AZT in terms of the AIDS fight, not necessarily being the drug that's going to fix things, but proof that a drug can actually battle this virus. Indeed. It's, it's, it's not going to be the, the, the man wiving, riding in on the horse, you know, with, with the white flag. It's going, no. it's, it's a proof of concept, basically. Right. It, indeed. It is. And they're still looking into it in why, you know, it has these antiviral properties and how it's going to work. So, yeah, I guess if you could look at it like the AZT, so it's not the A-triple of medications right now. It's not the end-all, be-all. Uh, and so we have a long way to go. We, we still have to look at other medications and, and other vaccines. Like, you know, you look at the HIV crisis, and we still don't have a vaccine, you know, for HIV. Right. Well, there's and, plenty of gay guys. I've heard three different people say, we're all on prep. We're going to be fine anyway. We're already taking an antiviral, so we're good. That's what I mean. I when I spend all week long debunking this kind of stuff and debunking the and, and it's exhausting. I you know, I even had it with some of my staff that that brought in. Hey, did you see this guy's video? And I'm like, sit down. We're having a lecture. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> eating Clorox, were they? <laughs> Kidding. Staff is so on. It's it's um it's exhausting. But and I have very intelligent people asking me, you know, these yeah. questions. Well, what about this? And what about that? And what about these guys? And what do you think about what they have to say? And I agree with Shin. I don't want to give them another minute of, of publicity other than they are, um, they're incorrect. And they're, you know, they could lose their license for, you know, dispensing this kind of information. So Good. that's how false it is. Another um, question about the testing that they're doing now, I just, and I just heard a snippet of it last night late, is uh, that they stopped the test and took the people who were on the placebo out, right? I mean, is that part of, speeding up this thing because they didn't want those people to go any longer without the actual drug. So it, was that part of why the whole, and also remdesivir is not something people can go out and get and take themselves. It, it has to be intravenous for a couple, or tell us it's, about those two things. Right now, the only way you're getting it is if you're part of a clinical trial. So yeah, so you, you're not, you can't just go and ask your doctor, hey, can I get it? So it's oh. you know, part of a, it's part of a clinical trial when it's being used for this. So you're not, you're not going to go pick it up and say, you know, like you could with the um, hydroxychloroquine, you can say, hey, I have rheumatoid arthritis or I have lupus, and I'm, I'm taking my Plaquenil. Uh, it's can not I get it in Tijuana? Available. Can I get it in Tijuana? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to, I, I don't want to give people any ideas. Now in Los Angeles, they're going to be doing testing in LA for people that don't have symptoms. Indeed, they just, they just announced that this week. They're doing so it here. We've been doing it here for about two weeks now. And, you know, if, if, if you don't, you could just, you know, go ahead and, and make an appointment and go in and get tested. And that's awesome. Like I said, we talked about last week, we, we want to know where the hotspots are. Yeah. We want to know where, where this disease is and, and how is it getting better. You know, I was looking at the data. I'm sure Jimmy was looking at the data yesterday, too. I'm Palm Springs, it's the city, is, is flat as anything. It, the line is this. We've had, I think over the weekend, there was hardly any new cases, if at all. Um, I'm trying to figure out just by looking at what the, the county is putting out is how many active cases are there right now? Because, you know, when they started counting, that was two months ago. You know, those people, most of them have resolved. They've gotten better. They've cleared the virus, moved on. Um, some have passed away, not many, but some have passed away. So how many active cases are, are out there right now? I think that's a more important number to look at. Mm -hmm. And so if we can get people tested, we can get a more accurate look and see how many 
cases are out there. Um, we won't know anything about the antibody testing until that comes on board more readily. We're not doing it here just yet. It's not available to us just yet. That's going to be very helpful too. But getting people tested is important so we can see just how many people are infected or who has the infection. And that'll give us some more reassurance that it's just not there anymore. You still haven't been tested, correct? I have not been tested. Aren't you? I can be. I could actually go, to, go downstairs today because we've been kind of given the carte blanche to go ahead. And if you want to get tested, go get tested. I know you were so. really sick earlier in the year. You're not curious? Um, the test isn't going to tell me if um, I had it. It's going to tell me if I have oh, it now. It's not the antibody test. That's right. right. And that's really important. I think a lot of people are thinking that if they get the test it's and they show negative that, yeah. No, it's, they understand it's the positive between the two. Yeah, it's positive they had. It's 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 possible that they had it in the past, a month ago, two months ago, and right. they've cleared it, and they're negative now. They don't. So we're not looking at antibodies. The test, the COVID nineteen test, is looking for antigen, which is present in the body. That's the actual virus in the body that they're they're testing for, mm -hmm. as opposed to once your body's gotten rid of it and you've developed antibodies against the antigen that's the antibody test that says, okay, I have an immune response to this virus now. So if I see it again, my blood has antibodies in it that can fight it off much more easily. Well, um, and, the, and you get a negative test and you go to the grocery store and it's good as long as that. Exactly. Right? That negative test is as good as long as until right you go up the next day. And yeah. Until you come in contact with the virus, it's that good. And that's, that's the thing is I'm like, it's giving people false sense of security by saying, mm -hmm. I don't have it, I can go out. Well, what type of go? tests are you doing? Are you still doing the swabs where you stick it halfway into their brain? Or yeah. I know they've been talking about, I'm joking, but are they, uh, not really, but are they, really. are they doing saliva tests or what kind of, what kind of COVID-19 testing is being done right now in terms of the we, uh, Most people are doing the, the nasal oropharyngeal swabs. So they're doing it up the nose, well, in the back of the throat and then up the nose. Um, previously, they were doing sputum where you actually had to cough up something from your lungs, which was not so easy to do if you only had a dry cough. So yeah. try to get something up, not just saliva, but really getting something from your lungs up. Uh, that was the initial test that we were doing, but now we're just doing the nasal swab. So it's this drive up process in most places. You don't get out of the car. Uh, you know, you check in, a nurse will come over and they will do the test in, uh, right there in your car. And then we get results within 24 hours. I have a couple of friends who called to get the appointment. It only took 24 hours this week for them to yeah. call, yes. make the appointment, get in another 24 hours for their test. Again, they're depressed yeah. that they're negative. Um, <laughs> I mean, we By understand, but anyway, so it's accessible now here. It's, it's everywhere. You could get, you could pretty much ask any of your physicians to go and get the test. And there are some out here that are doing antibody testing too. There's a whole bunch that are FDA approved. I think there's up to eight now that are FDA approved. Uh, a lot of smaller businesses that we talked about earlier, some doctors aren't getting a lot of business. So they're doing this testing, they're providing this testing. Uh, for antibodies, you could go and find out. Uh, we we're not just yet because there's still some you know speculation about the validity of these tests, yeah. how accurate mm -hmm. they are, uh, how question. useful they're going to be. You know, am I if I have an antibody today, is it going to protect me in a month? Is yeah. it going to protect yeah. me in six months? We do not know yet because right. we so haven't are gotten there. there yet. Are there lots of viruses like that that you get it, you clear it, and you only have immunity for a month? Um, in short amounts of time, but yeah, the flu virus works that way too because it mutates. So every that's year. why when you get a flu vaccine every year, oh, because yeah. the flu, the viruses mutate. 
and they build the vaccine based on the prior year's most prominent strain and then a few others and they, they hope for the best. Sometimes yeah. it's really accurate. Sometimes the, the vaccine sucks and that doesn't work well. Damn smarty pants virus. Although correct uh, me if I'm wrong, um, Dr. Rush, but the good news about COVID-19 is it's not mutating very quickly. Right. So no, correct? it's not. So, so they're not pretty confident heard, yeah. that, that if they do come up with a vaccine or a drug that it will hopefully work for a longer term, but they just don't know about the antibodies yet. Exactly, so. exactly. I have to thank you. I don't think I've ever understood so much about yes. a medical crisis in my entire life, and it feels good. That's what you've been doing. It feels yeah. good feel like you understand what the hell is happening. A tiny I know time. what an antigen is now. <laughs> Any last thoughts for you, Dr. Rush? Just keep your eyes open. I mean, every, the, the news changes so quickly. Um, if you go read the New York Times, I think it was the New York Times today, and Jimmy, you would correct me if I'm wrong now, you're seeing all those reports coming out that the government is pressing, like the CIA and the FBI, to look for links to Wuhan, China, Wuhan. that this was deliberate or created in a lab. And that's what I go back to, it's, it's confirmation bias. It's people, they are trying to prove whatever it is that they want to believe yep. and find evidence to support whatever they previously believed. And that is just going to fuel the fire. I think people want to believe that this just can't happen, that there had to be some nefarious way behind it. They don't want to think that the world is just a horribly terrible place where all of a sudden the virus can come and do this. And that zoonoses I, exist. And, you know, it, this is a weird virus. Like I said, when you're, we're, we're seeing it go back, you know, from animal to human and back to animal again, it's 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 crazy, but we don't know that this hasn't existed in the past. It's just we haven't really looked at them before, and it hasn't been so virulent before. This is a SARS virus, so this is very, very similar to the SARS virus, they say. This one is just a little bit worse, and therefore, boom. So, And it, it'll be back. It'll be back in the fall, and hopefully we'll be better prepared. We won't get caught with our pants down again. So yeah. we will hopefully we'll have PPE, and we'll have a, an abundance of tests, and people will know about social distancing and hand washing. So um, next year, a flu shot here and a COVID shot here. Indeed. Here's hoping. Yep. Indeed. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Dr. Laura. Love you, Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura Rush. See you later. guys have a good rest of the morning, okay? We will. Yeah. Thank Dr. You. Laura Rush. Talk to you Bye, next guys. week. Bye. And welcoming to the flaming microphones in an office somewhere high atop some building, it's Mike Thompson. How are you, Mike? I'm great. Good morning to you folks. Morning. Nice to see faces. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're so happy to see you, too. Mike Thompson is at the LGBT Center, Community Center of the Desert. Yes, I actually have to get back to you guys about the uh, Red Dress Dress Red party. I got a, a, a phone call. They want you to decide whether or not you're going to make a charitable donation with your ticket. Yeah, I know. I know. Actually, I'm just, I got me, the hard copy thank you letter. for. Thanks for letting us keep your money. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm, let me just get the rent paid, and then I'll get back to you guys. <laughs> we, under, we understand. Whatever works best for you, that's what we absolutely support. All right. If I can get through tomorrow. Then um, you're going to get to keep the money, and then we'll just be first in line for next year's tickets when they go on yeah. sale. That's so tomorrow right. is That's May 1st. It's going to be tough for a lot of people, Mike. And, yeah. and the yeah. center has really come to the aid of so many with uh, the food bank, certainly, which happens tonight, Thursday, April 30th, as we yes. record this. Yes. Um, tell us about some of the things that you're doing to help out. 
Yeah, well, I, th I think first and foremost is we're asking people what they need. And so you may have noticed in our weekly newsletter, we've uh, initiated a poll week one when this uh, 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 quarantine was put in place. And we ask people every week how they're doing. We always ask, do you have food or access to food? And if not, then we get them into our food bank or get them people who can pick up food on their behalf, whether that's grocery shopping or picking up food from the food bank to get to them. We wanna make sure people have sustenance. And then secondly, we're just asking people questions like, do you have somebody to talk to every day? And if not, I have personally been calling every one of those respondents and then connecting them to volunteers who will make phone calls ongoing. We're asking people if they're laughing and if they're smiling and if we're not, we're connecting to them to people. Shan, we should probably be talking to you to get you on the phone with some of these people to give them some funny. <laughs> Well, actually, I've been working the, the Women's Circle hotline, yep, yep. and they're going to discontinue it because there haven't been that many calls, and I think there's a lot of places to get service. But two of the women that I spoke to, it became clear after we served them that really what they wanted was someone to talk to. Is that something you're doing? Yeah, and that's you know one of the things that I'm actually most proud of. I could get into a lot of other the programmatic pieces, but for us at the very core of our work is ending isolation and loneliness. And identifying people at risk of isolation is tough, right? And so yeah. that's why we're asking, are you feeling lonely? Are you feeling connected? And if people uh, response, what we first do is give them an easy opportunity for entrance. So if they have a response to our poll that is of concern to us, we'll then turn around and initiate a second email because email is a little easier than a phone call. And if they then self-select another point of contact, then we'll get on the phone with them and say, you know, how can we help? And I tell you, every single phone call that I made, no shorter than 30 minutes, and you would think that we were lifelong friends because they were so open-hearted and eager to connect. The things that I learned about people in a moment, mm -hmm. it's both inspiring and heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah. And so that's the thing I'm, I'm most proud of. And then also how nimble we've been and able uh, and to quickly create online programming, again, another points of connection. And also really proud of our food bank. We've had to adjust our distribution process week after week to uh, adjust to new guidelines. At the same time, we've got a bigger demand on food. Even our sources for food are um, limited. Uh, so we're buying retail, um, so which is so important for people to be making food donations and cash donations that allow us to feed the people in our community that need food. All right, you're getting my red dress money. <laughs> Actually, I worked at the food bank for a couple of years, and I mean, aside from how amazing that was, almost every week I would see somebody that I knew from the community yep. that I never imagined would be at the food bank looking for aid. Yep, and and Shan, that's so important. And I and early in my tenure, um, I actually stopped going to the food bank because. I, one night I was there and I saw people getting in line. When they saw me, they got out of line. Right. Because they were in our social circles right. and were embarrassed about their life circumstance. And I thought, I never want my presence to interfere with someone getting what they need. And listen, we've got great staff and volunteers that are there 
uh, making sure that not only people get food, but they get connection. And I think the most meaningful thing that we do is look people in the eye, give them some love at the same time we're giving them food because there's something magical that happens in connection and that's what I'm proud that we get to do. Are you okay on volunteers there? You know, we, we are. We've been mindful of how we uh, uh, create teams because that's one of the things that we've had to do is, is that if we find out that one of our volunteers has been exposed, that shuts down the entire team, right? So we've had to then create teams that rotate in order to be able to appropriately serve week after week. So we could always use backups. So people can visit the centerps.org, look at the Get Involved tab, scroll down to the volunteer, put an application in and express your interest because we could always use exceptional people. Super. Hey, you know, there's, there's no, there's no, this is no time to, to be embarrassed because everybody's in this, you know? Right. I mean, Right. There's, there's no time, you know, we can't afford ego. At yeah, we, we have to learn, uh, and, and I just had this situation last night myself, it's like, we have to learn to ask for what we want. Because, you know, and, and we have to be sensitive to the people around us to say, I think something's going on here. Is there something you need? Is there something that I can do on your behalf? And that's the beauty of this vibrant community is, is there are always people here willing to step up, but we have to raise our hands. You know, I kind of had a tough day yesterday and I started talking to my friends and just opening up about it. And it was amazing the, the response I got from that. And just, you know, it, being vulnerable is, is really important in this time. I think we all have to let ourselves have the space to be vulnerable and to let people know when we're hurting or when things aren't quite right. Mine happened to be anxiety yesterday, but some people are just depressed or hurting, et cetera. Yeah, and, yeah, and we're, we're, we're blessed here. I think all five of us can say that we're all fairly blessed here, but I also know that all five of us, you know, either our organizations or personally have been affected financially by this crisis, and that's important to know. Um, Mike, I just want to compliment you. It's so hard to take a physical center and put it online and make it virtual. Not that you didn't have programming like that already, but tell me really briefly how, what was that process like to basically have to shut down this big, beautiful building that you've done such a great job of creating this, this safe space and trying to make that space go online and make it go virtual. Yeah, well, you know, uh, thanks to me, you know, you asked that and I kind of went faint because it was like, I'm not sure I know how we did it. It's just that it just kind of had to happen, right? And I think underneath it all was keeping in front of us the importance of creating connection points. And so it was incremental because at first when it was just talking about physical distance, right? We, had, we brought in all of our, our staff, our facilitators, the community organizations that use the center and we talked about what we were doing to keep the space clean and sanitized and here's how you can help and how to limit space and then we started shuffling people around so it was kind of incremental and then when it got down to we had to temporarily close through the end of March then it was like okay if we're going to be committed to ending isolation and loneliness 
we better get on creating virtual connection points. And so now you look at our weekly newsletter and there's an incredible breadth of programming for people to be able to uh, connect with, whether that is, you know, Dr. Jill Hingston leads, I think it's now twice a week conversations with members of the community and it is <clears throat> therapy, right? It is, it is therapy. And, um, and then, you know, last night we kicked off our Eisenhower health and wellness presentation back. And, and so uh, it's been a bit of an evolution and in a scramble. And, uh, but fortunately, we've had the right people willing to step up and do their part, because it really is a community center. We want to make sure that we create space for people like the adult adoptee uh, support group. They were like, hey, we're ready to take this virtual. And that's, you know, here's our, we're going to give you the platform to do that. I love your shirt, by the way. Oh, Can thanks. You stand up and too. show your virtual Me hug too. shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then I'll, and then I'll move over so we can see Mike in his uh, Easter bonnet. <laughs> how, about, how about the mohawk? My, my quarantine mohawk. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. oh, did I you do it. that yourself? Did you do that yourself? No, my, my partner did it. The first time he gave me a buzz cut, I would just literally took a piece of duct tape. Down my down the middle of my head, and I said, "Just cut around it." I have a feeling we're going to see Shan with a mohawk next week. No, no, I'm working on this. Yeah. Yes. So I also want to give a little shout out to uh, the Center Scott Hines Mental Health Center. I have been a benefactor uh, um, of counseling there, and it has been a lifesaver. I'd like to say it got me through a tough time, but it's gotten me through five tough times, quite frankly, and I'm so grateful. It's sliding scale. It's totally accessible. The counselors are unbelievable. Thanks, Shannon. And let me just uh, uh, jump in with this about that. I am thrilled to, uh, we'll be announcing this summer, so you get a little bit of a preview here, uh, a physical space expansion. We're going to be moving uh, the Scott Hines Mental Health Clinic from 750 square feet to 2,800 square feet. Wow. To go from uh, just, uh, I think it's uh, four uh, therapy spaces Amazing. to then ter ter therapy spaces with two dedicated group therapy rooms uh, mm. because there is a backlog for mental health services in the yeah. desert. Um, and this community has been so incredibly generous. We've not even done a public fundraising effort. We've raised the money to do the full build out and furnish this space. And so uh, we're, we're, we're down to just the final contract with the contractor. We've got city permits in hand. The city has also granted us the right to go ahead and work during this time because it is essential services. So I'm thrilled that we'll be able to offer the community an expanded behavioral health clinic soon. So that'll be the third floor of the same building the, at the, the second, the second floor, the second floor, the second floor. Yes. All right, Mike Thompson, you're providing food, food for your brain, food for your mental health, and, and, and a lot of heart with the LGBT Center of the Desert. We thank you so much for everything you do. And give, give the website out again so people can get volunteer opportunities and do their part. Yep, thecenterps.org. And I love each of you. Thank you for who you are in the world. Thank you for the good work that thank you're you. doing to keep people engaged and refreshed and having fun doing it. And next on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, we welcome back to his at-home flaming microphone, Daryl Tucci <laughs> from Desert AIDS Projects. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good morning, Daryl. Good morning. 
it's nice to see all of your faces. Yes. And you got a splashy shirt going there. And you've got you know, a, you know, try right. to cheer myself up. Keep yeah. Myself, my energy level up a little bit, right? You've yeah. got your Giving Tuesday uh, logo right over uh, your shoulder there. I and do. We want to talk about that. Giving Tuesday is, uh, folks may know from most Novembers for the last many years, um, following Black Friday and Cyber Monday, the philanthropy community came and said, well, that's great. So how about the nonprofit sector and created a day called Giving Tuesday that has raised millions of dollars a year all over the globe. So in light of the COVID pandemic, they've relaunched it as Giving Tuesday now, as you can see it now says over under its normal logo, um, as a global response to this pandemic. So when we started thinking about obviously what we need to do in this community and what our communities need, obviously our restaurants are some of the most hard hit businesses in this community as it is all over the world, right? You can't avoid it whether you're watching CNN or, you know, reading the desert sun, or frankly, if you're just friends like me with a bunch of restaurant owners in this town, you read about their challenges every day. Uh, those restaurant tours have had our backs at desert aids project for years. Um, and it would be, um, kind of, a I don't know, tone deaf to not mention that today would have been dining out for life. Um, right. had we had our normal calendar. Yes, um, yes. So I appreciate that this just happens to have the opportunity for this conversation today because today, under normal circumstances, 80 restaurants in this valley would have been filled with tens of thousands of people um, all doing their part, coming together in community to lift up the clients at Desert AIDS Project and raising us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, what, and today we don't have that. So our Giving Tuesday appeal is a little unique. Uh, we've decided to not just go out with our hands out for support, even though we need it. Um, our Giving Tuesday appeal is to ask this community to please go get takeout today. Go get takeout today or every day or as many days as you can between now and May 5th, which is actually the Giving Tuesday, um, and support those local businesses. Uh, their staff are hurting, the owners are hurting. Um, and then if you can also support us, uh, the most of the people we serve are over 65 and immune compromised and can't leave their house. So we are bringing bags of care packages to their home full of proper nutrition and toiletries and whatnot. And $40 uh, will help us feed any one person. Um, so our, our Giving uh, Tuesday Now appeal is really twofold. Get takeout and support this local community because it needs it. And then if you can, kind of as if you had your dining out for life envelope on your table tonight, uh, think about going to our website and donating $40 or however many people you think you can feed times $40. I love that. That's, a, that's such a great idea. I happen to know this circle of people pretty well. And every time it's dining out for life, mm -hmm. it's breakfast and lunch and yes, dinner. It is indeed. And cocktails through the evening. We're all <laughs> loaded and drunk by the end of dining out for life. And just responsive love for DAP, really. Agreed. And yeah, love it, for food. Uh, and, well, and I think a love for food, and it is the great part about living in this village, is that we all have each other's backs. You know, I, I learned, um, a, a, I, I don't want to say terrifying, but a startling statistic yesterday. You know, DAP, like almost every community health center in the country, is a member of the National Association of Community Health Centers. And we received data the day before yesterday. Um, that 2,073 health centers, just like Desert AIDS Project, have already closed in the last 60 days since this pandemic started. Oh, my God. Um, you know, we've been through, um, obviously, we were born out of another pandemic and maybe a little bit more uniquely prepared to deal with the current one. 
Um, but the truth is, as we want everybody to support this whole community, but at the same point, don't want folks to lose sight of the fact of how important the agency is to serving this entire community, not just people living with HIV and AIDS. Our COVID work is for everybody. Our primary care is for everybody, um, as is our behavioral health. So uh, we will not allow ourselves to be one that closes. We have taken great measures to ensure that doesn't, but we will also need the community by our side to make sure that that doesn't happen. So if you can, do your takeout today, Giving Tuesday now. You don't have to wait till a Tuesday. Do it on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in lieu of uh, having no dining out for life, we have uh, a, a way to pick up for life. So Correct. let's do this while we're all here. Daryl, we're going to put you on the spot a little bit. Sure. Every week we do something called the takeout shout out. And, uh, ah. and, I, and, I, and I prep everybody because this week we wanted to try to find restaurants that had people's names in them. I, I thought I'd do a theme this week. I said this oh. to you. Shan looks surprised. I didn't yeah, read I, it. I didn't see it. I was going to say, I'm surprised, I'm surprised too, but it's okay. Well, so, so let me just give you an example. Rick's. Rick's has two locations. So yes. Rick's has, uh, you know, within a few blocks of each other. And I saw Rick's is doing a special, I think they've got a Mother's <laughs> Day uh, meal coming up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, today I was going to do my takeout shout out to Rick's, both locations. Now, does anybody else, can anybody else think of restaurants with people's names in them? Jimmy, oh. you're next. I've got one, and I'm, it's not a restaurant with a name in it because I don't follow authority very well. That's what made me a journalist. The reason, right, there's I'll... a reason for this. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to Taquila, specifically oh, yeah. because they have said today for their takeout, they're going to actually go like it was um, dining out for life, and they're going to be giving a portion of their proceeds all day today to the Desert AIDS Project. So you can't box me into a corner, Brad, for... I won't, um, I won't, because that's a but, great But I, I thought, I thought they deserved a special mention for that. Yes. Because I Is think that not happening in a bigger way? Yeah, much much gratitude to Liz at Tequila and her family and her business for stepping up to do that while, like every other business, they're losing money. Um, I will say, no, it's not happening in a bigger way. We decided, in light of how badly our restaurants are hurting, we did not go out and ask. Um, it was our it was our turn it was our turn to help them. By the um, way, Taquila got uh, vandalized a couple of days ago. Yeah, I uh, saw that in, in the front. So th- th- there's yeah. been a lot good of time that. to help them. Hmm? Well, Br- Bradley, I, I will follow your rule. I have one, and I did okay. take out from them this week. Um, last Friday, um, I did take out from Paul Bar, and yes. only if you're on your their subscribers list, which I recommend people join. Uh, would you know that on Friday they have a fish and chip special? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not on their menu if you go to their website. So um, hint, hint. So even if you're not on their subscribers list, tomorrow is Friday. Uh, their fish and chips were amazing. I was really happy. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go easy. Lulu, it's a name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's usually where I would have the bre- last year. We were having breakfast at Lulu for dining out for life. We were. Yes, we were. Yeah. yeah. And broadcasting, yeah. and broadcasting live, yeah. yeah, boy. What I love about that is that their menu is so big, you could have all three meals there and still not be bored. Yes. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I, I don't know which ones are open. I just keep thinking of Jake's and John's and John Henry. Are any of them open, Brad? Because I'll order uh, Jake's and John John's are. Jake's and John's are both, are both are, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go to Jake's then today. All right, so we've done awesome. our... Our takeout shout-outs, uh, Daryl Tucci, uh, Giving Tuesday now is uh, going on support uh, DAP if you can, but definitely support 
our restaurants who uh, are still plugging away with the, the curbside and the carryout. I, I know uh, Michael Holmes' Purple Room is going to uh, extend their, uh, their uh, nights of, uh, of having dinners available. Yeah, they're going seven mm-hmm. nights a week. A yep. lot of restaurants be, are, are now going longer, mm-hmm. and I think some of them may have gotten some of the relief money, and so it makes sense yep. for them to stay open. Yep. But um, I think each one, we're seeing, we're seeing more extended yep. hours with our restaurants. Yeah. Well, and, so, and, and some of them having just reopened again this week. You know, Tropical opened less than a week ago. That's right. Yeah. And, and 533 Viet Fusion reopened for takeout yesterday. Um, Bongo Johnny's so as and, well. Bongo yeah, Johnny's Bongo as well. Johnny's, so yeah. it's nice to right. see some folks who haven't been able to be in business for the last two months uh, starting to resurface and uh, re-engage with community again. It's wonderful Good. to see. Daryl Tucci from Desert Project. We love you. Great to see you. Thank love you all too. Thank Good you. To see you. Thanks right. for having me. We'll see you at a takeout line six feet away from us. With yes, a with a mask. <laughs> with a mask. <laughs> so, Jimmy Bogle, it's a big week. You're on newsstands everywhere. Yes, our May edition is out, um, 32 pages packed with news. Uh, the state of journalism these days, I believe it's 32 pages and seven paid ads. But, you know, we really think it's important to do a print edition because a lot of people, for whatever reason, don't read news online. And so we did that. The other thing I want to talk about is our coloring book is out. I'm uh, coloring the Coachella Valley volume one. It's a project we did with the Create Center for the Arts. Um, the, our friends at the UPS store in Desert Hot Springs gave us, gave us an amazing deal on printing. It's 24 pages of beautiful art. There's uh, your friend Tim Raines, uh, our friend Tim Raines' oh, art oh, right that's there. Great. It's the Hope one. And um, it, a digital download of this is $20. The print version plus the digital download is 30 The proceeds are split between the independent, the Create Center for the Arts in Palm Desert, and the participating artists. So get it. It's really fun. It's really beautiful. I'm, I'm, it's something I'm so very proud that we did. Um, a couple other pages there. Jimmy, we are too. I have to tell you that, you know, the fact that you are, um, you've pivoted and, and able to really, um, uh, this, this newsletter that you do every day is so informative. All the links that are in there, it rivals anything I see nationally. And I'm really Thank proud to, to have you a part of, of our family here for the, for the podcast every week. This Thank just kind you. of started out at the beginning, and now it's come into this, you know, we're, we're here every week with you, and we're certainly enjoying having you a part of this, and, you know, your wisdom and expertise and your journalism uh, abilities, so you can ask some of the right questions of our guests, so... Thank you, Thank you. For, for, for being a part of this. And, you, uh, if I didn't have a beard, I'd be blushing. So. All hard. right, you two, get a room. <laughs> All uh, right, go do your hey, job. CVIndependent.com is where you go. CVIndependent.com for the online version. Uh, where can people get the actual uh, paper and ink part? Uh, we're in a lot of AMPM stores, um, all of the Albertson stores, Whole Foods, a lot of the pot shops because they're still open, um, our orange boxes. And if for some reason you don't want to get out, go out and get one, you can go to cvindependent.com and click um, uh, to, for mail delivery. We're doing that as well. So Imagine that, journalism, and you're not looking at a screen. Wow. Yeah, that'll be a nice relief. Now, if you are looking at a screen, you can find uh, at GayDesertGuide.com a place to sign up for a a weekly newsletter from Brad Furr. And what do you got in uh, uh, the newsletter this week? So a couple of things. Um, First, let's do a shout out. Happy birthday to our mayor, Jeff Coors. Happy birthday, mayor. Uh, Man, uh, talk about a man who has, has been through the ringer and is doing just a fantastic job. 
you know, baptism by fire, his first year as mayor of our fine little village. And Jeff Coors has got his hands full trying to um, navigate through these, these uh, troubled waters. So happy birthday, Jeff Coors. Um, tonight, April 30th, his birthday day, it's Equality California at 6 o'clock. They've got a number of people, and they're doing an evening for equality. Uh, Margaret Cho will be on there. Jason Mraz, Billy Lee, Jay Rodriguez, Senator Tammy Baldwin. So a lot of people. It'll be on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere else. Um, tomorrow, there's the uh, fundraiser with um, Centerlink. The LGBT Community Center of the Desert is part of Centerlink. And that's a fundraiser for LGBT centers with Rosie O'Donnell and the folk, the Queer as Folk cast. It's the 20th anniversary of a reunion of Queer as Folk. So Queer as Folk has been around so long that they've already had a 20th reunion. Uh, and this is the 20th anniversary reunion, whatever. Uh, it's a long time after Queer as Folk. We're old. Uh, we are. Some fun things going on. Uh, Boucher is doing this virtual real wine tasting, which I did last Saturday. They give you a little sample cups of wine and a charcuterie plate. It's like 20 bucks, and it's Saturday afternoon. That's going to be an absolute blast. Um, there's a May Day caftan party with Kiki tomorrow um, at 7.30 p.m. RuPaul's Drag Race. All kinds of great things. The Cultural Center is doing some wonderful virtual events. Uh, Outfest just opened up a number of films on the Outfest website. Um, you know, theater, pop so popcorn. If you're any of these events, you want to order some, some curbside takeout from uh, the Mary Pickford Theater. Um, they're, they're looking to help their staff when you order food and drink and popcorn. Have that for the entire weekend. Um, there's just so many things going on. Animal Samaritans next week, which we'll talk about. And um, and then we found out things like Leather Pride is canceled for the fall. Yeah. So the good, the bad, and the ugly, but it's all there in my newsletter as well, the uh, Gay Desert Guide, I Love Gay Palm Springs uh, uh, email newsletter, which will be out shortly. And um, and thanks, everyone, for contributing to that, too. And, Jimmy, thanks for all you do. We'll, and we know you have a, a, a meeting, a high-level meeting, with uh, Peter Parker and Clark Kent to go to. Oops, sorry. Yeah. So you've got that. Later. And we'll Bye, see Jimmy. you next week. Thanks, Jimmy. Take care. Bye-bye. There he is. Hey, it's Jason Stewart. In a darkened basement. He's in his office, his man cave. Can you hear me? Yeah. We can. We can see you. We can hear. Oh, we could Don't see you. Something. Oh, back. Back. There, <laughs> there, there he is. How is everybody doing? Oh, we're doing great. Here he is. He's the author of Shut Up, I'm Talking, Jason Stewart, coming out in Hollywood and making it to the middle, and now <laughs> a Palm Springs residence. And uh, we're so happy to have you in our community. How you doing, Jason? I am doing great. Honestly, I'm doing okay. I'm a little scared. You don't know what's going to happen. And I'm incredibly grateful. I really am grateful that, uh, look, all of us are safe. We're all okay. And a lot of people I love, you know, have been surviving through this insane crazy new normal aren't you glad you're not in los angeles i mean it's we we know that there's forty two thousand crazy people here but i'd rather be hunkered down in a town of forty two thousand crazies <laughs> yeah and four million uh, yeah because you, there's a lot less people uh there's a lot it's easier to get in and out of the supermarket 
and people seem to be really uh, being very respectful of wearing the mask and the gloves. And I go in there and it's like, you know, I, I feel like I'm holding up the whole place. You know, <laughs> I, I was in the supermarket a week ago and there was an older man in there and he's sitting there and I cannot believe this. And he's touching all the peaches. And I just went over to him. I said, pick a peach. It's not a car. It's a piece of fruit. For God's sake. You know, it's enough already. What about the Charmin? Anybody squeezing the Charmin? There is none to squeeze. Oh, there I forgot. No, I've not seen a roll of toilet paper since uh, 1932. It just seems there's nothing anywhere. It's insane. I, I still don't know what people are going to do with all that toilet paper. You know, I guess they're going to make a new couch. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Keep it in the bathroom or the chair. You can just always pull a roll. I don't know what's going on. But we've got two comedians here, two people that have been entertaining, you know, audiences for their lifetime as a career. So, Shan, uh, Jason, like, what do you guys do uh, without uh, audiences in person? Well, it's going to be quite a while before we get to do that. So tomorrow, today, rather, at 5 o'clock, I'm going to do a, a show online called uh, No Pants Online Comedy Show. And I invited Shan, but I never heard back from her because so, she's so busy and has said, you know, she's Shan the extraordinaire, the mayor of the town, and has got so much going on. Oh, anybody... I didn't even notice. I don't know how I missed it. I'm so sorry. Maybe... Next time. Uh-oh, he froze. He froze. Okay. I know. It seems like you're unstable. That's what it says. You are unstable, Jason. <laughs> you're still frozen, but did it really say you're unstable? How's that? Now Jason is back after freezing and becoming unstable. <laughs> so you were talking about your comedy special, and somehow I missed the invitation, but tell us what you're doing. We're doing a show called the No Pants Online Comedy Show. It's going to be sort of talk show style. People are going to be coming on and doing stand-up or being interviewed. So come on in, Chen. We'll, we'll ask you a couple questions, and you can tell us what's going on. Everybody's going to be welcome. Um, what I wanted to do is do something so some of the comics that don't have any money right now can make yeah. a little cash. Yeah. So if people want to, then it's totally, it's totally donation. If you, if you have no money, you're totally welcome. We don't want to turn anybody away for a couple laughs. It's going to be at 5 o'clock today. Um, Pacific time, and uh, we'll do interviews. We have Vicky uh, Barbalak from America's Got Talent. We've got Felicia Michaels from Star Search. We have uh, my, my partner in not in love, but in, in my new show Smothered. We're gonna have Sheila Kay, who's the queen of the Carnival Cruises. I would just Mona Shakes, who does the Minority Reports show, who's Muslim, has is, is got incredibly funny comedy to do for us. Yep. And uh, we, we've got, uh, oh, Jessica Wellington from the Liars Club. It's going to be really great. Okay, you're one of those gay guys who, you just mentioned six women. There's not another gay guy I know who would book a thing and then pick six women. I love you. <laughs> it just <laughs> happened that way. I mean, these are the people that said yes. And, uh, uh, I just, I, I don't know, I just, I love all these gals. And, you know, and I, I think what's interesting is that it, the, the, the comedy uh, experience is more, for a gay man, is very similar to what it is for women in comedy. So it's all, you know, we're all sort of in this together in terms of uh, dealing with the straight white boys. And I did invite some, you know, I did some, some of my friends, but I didn't hear back from everybody. Every, you know, it's a strange time. Now, where do, people go to, where do people go to see this? Do they, do they look at your Facebook page, or is there a... My Facebook page, I just posted the link, and I just posted the link and the code, and what all you have to do is copy it and paste it and put it in and, get, and try to get on like this and not freeze. And if you can't come, you know, it, it, there'll be others, hopefully. We'll see this as a, an experiment. Yeah. And then, 
you know, and you, you can, you, if you don't get to come, you can read my book. Shut up, I'm talking. Oh, oh my mom's going to be on the show, too. She's going to be co-hosting. Your mother? Um, I said she has to wear her bra. <laughs> you know what, though? No one can ever tell. My boobs are so low down here, no one would know. I, I would never have told somebody that because you're single. <laughs> Jason Stewart, thank you so much for keeping it real, making us laugh, and uh, coming up with a fun way for us to connect uh, to our funny bone. Yeah, everybody, please be safe out there. Stay home. You know, every, we're all getting frustrated, and it's yeah. really, really hard, and it's hard not to be hugged and stuff. And yeah. you know, but everybody, please be safe out there. You know, and, and know that the time that we spend here will hopefully make everybody more healthy. And when yeah. we come back, we'll be able to come back bigger. Hey, Jason, thank you for the nice chat yesterday. I really enjoyed talking with you and uh, and glad you connected so that we could have you on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast today. Uh, love you guys, all of all you. Right. Thanks. Bye, honey. I'm getting emotional. Oh! I know, as soon as he said hug, I choked yeah. up. Right? Yeah, I want to see his mom. <laughs> oh, she's going to be great. She's going to be great. She's getting a, a little crazy because she can't go to Ross. But... <laughs> I mean, it's just terrible. Or the dress right. barn. I'll let y'all go. All right. Okay, so see you tonight. Bye-bye. Okay, we want to give a shout-out to Leslie Joy, who was this week's Woman Crush Wednesday. She's a nurse practitioner, and she works with uh, creating access for NPEP and HIV. Uh, she counsels uh, transgender people, and she works wow. with Planned Parenthood. So those are kind of her specialties, and... She is out there. She's got a wife and a daughter, and so she's being super careful as far as access. And uh, so we want to say thank you so much to her for being out there in the community. Thank and you, you can see Leslie's uh, Woman Crush Wednesday uh, bio and pic with uh, mask and without mask on the I Love Gay Palm Springs Facebook page. Well, Shankar, Brad, I, I miss you guys, but it's great to be connected. We want to thank Mike Thompson. Uh, from the LGBT Center of the Desert for uh, giving us a, a great uh, bit of hope on uh, how people are connecting. Uh, we also want to thank Daryl Tucci from DAP uh, to talk about how we can give back to the restaurants that have been so supportive. And of course, Jason Stewart, who is going to be doing comedy with uh, people from uh, all over the, the Zoom world uh, tonight at 5 o'clock. Jimmy Bogle. Oh, and Jimmy Bogle, of course. Yeah, Jimmy. Oh, he's he's a fixture around here. He is a fixture. And you I can love find... you guys. It's great to see your faces. Mwah. Love you guys. Love you. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.